all probably wondering why I'm in this uh, Scottish Hawaiian shirt. We do honor God by wearing suits regularly, and I certainly uh, participate in that. Uh, but we have a family custom that we started, I don't know, several years ago. And uh, every year for 22 days, my whole family is the same odd or even age. And so this year we're odd. Between August 4th and August 26th, we're all odd in age. And so August 15th falls right in the middle, and so this is our family odd birthday. So on our odd birthday, we dress oddly and do odd things. <laughs> so I figured you wouldn't mind if I did this. I hope Phil doesn't mind. Our text is from Genesis 22. And this is the final uh, communion meditation from Genesis 22 concerning Abraham and the sacrifice of Isaac. I'll read verses... 15 through 19. Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son, blessing I will bless you, and multiplying I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. In your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. So Abraham returned to his young men and they rose and went together to Beersheba and Abraham dwelt at Beersheba. So for, I don't know how many weeks, I guess five weeks or so, we've been going through this text and we now come to the end of it. God has tested Abraham. Abraham has passed that test really without any uh, wavering at all. He's passed with flying colors. And so now he is given the reward for having passed this test of his faith. Uh, salvation, of course, has been his for decades, but he has been promised this reward. And now that promise is again affirmed and it's confirmed. So this is uh, uh, an expansion of what we've just read in verses 15 to 16, we see that the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven. This angel of the Lord that had stayed his hand as he was about to execute Isaac was, uh, with, with pretty much certainty, Jesus. It was a theophany. It was a pre-incarnate appearance of Christ because this, in verse 12, it speaks of him as speaking in the first person as God. So this is a pre-incarnate uh, representation of God the Son involving himself in the lives of these Old Testament saints. And in verse 17, we have affirmed again, this blessing I will bless you and multiplying I will multiply your descendants as the stars of heaven as the, and as the sand which is on the seashore. And I'd spoken about that earlier, how we have stars reflecting our spirituality, sand reflecting our earthly natures, and yet Abraham is really given both. And so it is through Abraham that God will conquer the earth, both in its physical sense and in its spiritual sense. All of us are both physical and spiritual descendants of Abraham. And so it's through this that, that Abraham has, has typified what God has done in coming back to earth as Christ and opened up salvation to all the world, not just the Jews, but the Gentiles as well, because Abraham predates the Gentiles. So. 
We have that confirmed for us in verse 18, verse 18 here. In your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. In your seed. And Paul points out in Galatians 3 that that is explicitly singular. In your seed. And actually, it's referenced in two other places, too, in the New Testament. Romans 9, 7, Galatians 3, 16, and Hebrews eleven eighteen, 18. That speaks of Abraham's seed. And we are Abraham's spiritual seed, if not physically. Many of us might be physically, too. Now, in 18b, we come to really the heart of the end of all of this section. And he says this, <clears throat> because you have obeyed my voice. In your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. One man, and not God in the form of Jesus, but one man, Abraham, is credited with this as blessing the entire world with his obedience. So my question to you is this. Is it true that we bless the world through our obedience. Is it possible that we too bless the world through our obedience? In other words, does your obedience lead only to blessings for you personally, or can it lead to blessings for others? And I think you know the answer to that question. Uh, Josiah came home the other day a little bit depressed, and he had gone to a coworker's home, and the coworker's home was just a totally dysfunctional home. And he came back to our home just appreciating what he had. It's just not everybody lives like we do. Not everybody has what we have. And it's not just physical stuff. It's the peace that is in our homes. It's the love that is in our homes. So many homes lack that in this world. And they don't associate it with the absence of God. And yet that's exactly why their homes are dysfunctional, because of the absence of God. And so we, through our lives, through our obedience to God, bless ourselves we bless our family and our households. We bless those that we come into contact with. And we bless the world. We are salt and light. And as goes the church in this world, so goes the world. If God removes his blessing from the church, he's in effect removing his blessing from the world. We are a down payment on blessing, as it were. So if we are disobedient to God, then that blessing rolls back. And that salt and light that we have that effect that we have in the world diminishes. So we as individuals can grow into this, making ourselves a blessing to others, of course, through God's power, or we diminish as we draw into ourselves. You know, uh, sinfulness leads invariably to selfishness, and selfishness invariably leads to despair. People that have everything in this world often commit suicide. Uh, we know of this man just in the past week, the friend of the lanes that committed suicide. It's despair that does that. It's, that. it's that selfishness that manifests itself in that ultimate selfish act. So our goal in obeying God is the exact opposite of selfishness. It's to totally give of ourselves to everything and everybody. Give of yourself. So as we come to the table, this is a reminder of obedience and the benefits that come from obedience. Yes, you can be saved. Yes, you can be Christians. And yet you can resist God. You can disobey. You can essentially walk away from blessing that you would otherwise have. 
So I call you to blessing. That's what this table is. It is a table of blessing. And yet that table, that blessing comes to you through obedience. So let's obey God in the week ahead. Let's surrender ourselves to him. Father, we thank you for your uh, constant presence with us. Uh, Though we might forget you, you never forget us. You never forget your children. You never forsake us. You never abandon us. And yet, Lord, sometimes you do discipline us for our disobedience. And so we pray, Father, please uh, correct us. Make us your obedient children. We need your correction. We need your loving rebuke. And so we pray, Father, if we need it, uh, give it. And we ask you now to be with us, to bless this body with your presence, uh, to bless this worship service with your love, with the gift of your spirit. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.